Hello, welcome to this week's episode of Man, We're Too Old For This, here on the Nerd Eternal Network. I'm your host, the experienced some called Jason, and with me as usual is... CDL113, the droid you're looking for. The token unwilling VTube fan, Tarky. And the Todd Father, Boo. Boo indeed. Halloween. Yes, we're... <clears throat> as of this, as of this episode dropping, it should be two days for Halloween. And, you know, unless I get really lazy or something and don't get up in time, which could happen. It could, it could. <clears throat> so, in the spirit of the holiday, uh, we're going to take today to talk about our favorite. Uh, I was going to say Halloween movies, but I guess it may really just be horror movies, horror movies or Halloween movies. Uh, who wants to start us off? I guess I will. All right, go for it. Eight uh, for beauty. Say what? He's at eight. I said, I said go ahead. Oh, eight for beauty. <laughs> no, he's at eight before beauty. Yeah. Uh, I guess one of my favorite horror movies to watch around the holidays is uh, the Bram Stoker's Dracula. Uh, I was, you know, growing up, I was a big fan of like the horror novels and stuff, and then the old, you know, Elvira up all night kind of stuff. And then when they redid uh, Dracula several years ago, uh, Keanu Reeves and, um, crap, I had the Gary guy. Oldman. Yeah, Gary Oldman. I had his name in my head while ago, and it's like, then it, Anthony went, Hopkins. Uh, Anthony Hopkins, all of them, you know, they were just great castings for the, for the roles, you know. And it, it's one of those, you know, classic stories that has held up through the decades and, you know, they just did a great job with it. I think my favorite remake is Franklin Jello. Just because that was the one that came out when I was a kid. Fucked me up. Which one was that one? My brain is... Uh, brain, uh... You know, the dude that played Skeletor. Like, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. came out. It was that, when it came out, I want to say they actually called it Dracula 79 or some shit like yeah, that. Yeah, The one, I couldn't take Mina. You know, when, he, when you find Mina, when Van Helsing, they have to actually go, like, down into the grave, and she's tunneled and all that kind of crap. <laughs> like, you'd seen a glimpse of her because she'd snatched somebody's baby. You see see a dive out of a window and run out, but you don't get a good look at her. And I remember that horses could be around vampires, and, like, they go to a grave, and a horse starts pawing at the grave, and it's dank musty and all that crap and they dig down up under there and she had tunnel like underground from from the tomb and they run into her there and she's bleeding out of her eyes and pop I was like nope nope done F this how old were you at the time? In seventy nine the absolute oldest I could have been was eight. I, I remember watching that one at my cousin's house on one of the movie channels. The year after it came out, you know, mm. and unlike Todd, there were some scenes in that movie was like, <gasps> like I said, Dracula himself did not scare me because you never saw him in that one. You never saw him horrific. Now he did messed up crap. You saw him climbing up the walls like yeah. a spy, shit like that. But, you know, it, it was his. That was the one where it was the romantic. You know, he's there yeah. in the full cape, and it's, you know, the weird love scene with the psychedelic, like, lights and smoke all behind him and shit. Yeah, that part, yeah, I ain't give a damn about it. It's the Mina. vampires he made, or the... Mina. Ain't give a fuck about it. nothing else. Mina. Mina was the creepiest shit. Mina is still one of the creepiest goddamn vampires I think I've ever seen in my life. That so bitch it... was rotten, moldy, bleeding out of her eyes, little pin light. Uh, fuck that shit. I was like, hurry up, stab this bitch. So it's like Dracula had time to learn how to fake being human. Yeah. But his newer ones yeah. couldn't. She was, she was, he was damn terrific. <laughs> like, shit. Yeah, it, there, you know, you got the, the classic Bram Stoker Dracula book. I can't remember the name of the author that wrote, like, it's called the, the, the Dracula tapes or the Vlad tapes or something like that. And it's, recordings that uh, Mina Harker did throughout her life and tapes that Vlad did throughout the tail end of things. 
and you find out Dracula never died. He just fake, you know, letting them stake him, and he waited for Mina to die, and it, these tapes were left to Mina and John Harker's kids, and they're finding out from them that, yeah, I loved your father, I love Vlad, so I stayed with your dad so I could have you. When I die, I knew I was going to become a vampire, and that Vlad was going to come, you know, take collect me. And it's just told from this really weird perspective. And it's like, okay, so everybody died for nothing? You know, trying to kill Dracula. Yeah, he could have just went, okay, I'll, I'll see you when you die. And, and, and go. You know, you know uh, the one that you actually picked, the Bram Stoker's Dracula movie, is actually a little bit closer to the book. Yeah. And they and they mix in the actual historical Vlad Tepes and yeah, because yeah, the book I don't think ever directly ties that ties directly no, to it, no, it Vlad. But but the things that they they the characters are more the same because you have like the the cowboy and all that. Yeah, all that's from the book. Yeah, all that is from the book. Because Dracula don't get staked in the book; he catches a Bowie knife. Yeah, cowboy, cowboy puts one in him as he dies. Yep. Yeah. They, in the book, the only ones that make it out are uh, John, uh, Jonathan, Mina, and the Doctor. But he's dying as as yeah. the book ends. Well, Everybody else in the world hunting party died. But where Mina got bit in this in that second book that I was talking about that was was written by another author. Yeah, you find out. Yeah. When she died, she was going to turn, and she knew it, because Dracula could talk to her telepathically. So it's a happy tale. Yeah. yeah, a lot of people have gone all over the place with that story, though. Yeah, great. Well, you could all, and then you could always do the, the goofy ones with like uh, Mel Brooks, Dracula Dead, Loving It. Oh yeah, fucked up. And the one you never hear about anymore, Love It First Bite. The Eddie Murphy one. No, that's Vampire Brooklyn. Brooklyn's dog. Comedy. I'm talking about love at first bite, where it's George Hamilton. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. One where he turns into a bat, and he flies into the people's apartment, and they starve, and they like, ooh, gets the big chicken. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I forgot about that one. I think that's also the yeah. one where the guy runs the, the the quote unquote hero runs in and shoots him three or four times at a restaurant with silver bullets. Yep. He yep, just yeah. calmly sits there. Silver bullets are for werewolves. Oh, yeah. And then the guy that just shot him and has freaked everybody in the restaurant out and starts shouting to the people in the restaurant, it's okay, silver bullets are for werewolves, he's okay. <laughs> yep. Because <laughs> him and whoever's helping him by the end of it, you know, uh, Dracula and the Chiggies after have turned into bats and flown off, but he left his cape behind and they're like trying on his cape. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> the talk, Vampire in Brooklyn, that one was one where when they get, he gets shot, hmm, I've been shot, or I've been, he rattles off all the ways people have tried to kill him. Stabbed, poisoned, broken on the rack, <laughs> drowned. And, and it was something else, and he was like, I've never been shot before. Kind of itches a little. little. Yeah. That and then the scene at the church. Yeah, that, the Eddie Murphy morphing thing makes that one count. Did good dog face, he deserved every piece of that palm that caught his face. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Todd, what's yours? I'm going with the thing. Uh, the original the thing, thing, or not the original thing from another world? Not the god awful uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead prequel, whatever the fuck that was supposed to be. But the 1970s John Carpenter's The Thing. Kurt Russell. Yeah, Kurt Russell. Was that 70s David, or was that 80s? Huh? What'd you say? I said, was that 70s or 80s? It may be, it's, it's either late 70s or early 80s. Maybe early 80s. If, if it is 80s, it's, it's mad early on them. Yeah. Uh, 82, so yeah, you're real close. 82, okay, yeah. See, the only reason I really know about that movie... Is because there's an Arctic research station that every year after they get their last, like, th they get a resupply and then there's a long gap 
between where they get no information from the outside. Mm-hmm. Where they, yeah, they have a, they marathon that move. They like they play that movie, like the moment they are all alone. <laughs> there's no way for them to contact anyone. Yeah. Nice. Like, oh, let's watch the movie. That is the closest horror film to what our experience is going to be. Real quick for the fun of it. Yeah. For me, the that version of the thing, uh, my mom was a big sci-fi movie buff. So I had seen The Thing from Another World with James Arness and kind of went into that movie expecting that. It was not that <laughs> at all. Because, you know, the poster, you had the, the guy standing there with this with the like the sun for a head, the star for a head. And I'm like, oh, it's, it's it's somebody playing the same role as James Arness. It's a plant. I mean, it was a blood drinking carrot, but it was essentially a carrot. Yeah. It's a space carrot. <laughs> and that's not it. I'm gonna let that thing come on HBO, and me and Mom are like, ooh, it's the thing, because she's all excited. Oh, they did a remake of the thing. Sweet. And we'll sit there and watch it. Oh my God. Yeah, you know, dog's head is busting open and shit. We're like, what the hell is, you know, I'm little, so I literally can't go, what in the hell is this? But I'm went, just, eh. yeah, I'm just sitting there like, I ain't sleeping. I ain't playing with, I'm looking at my dog funny. You gonna go out and play with the dog? No. You want the dog in the, no. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm like you. I, I was young enough that I, I watched it on HBO or Cinemax, whichever one it came on at my cousin's house. Because, you know, our, our weekend things were either he was at my house or I was at his. And if there was a big movie that we wanted to see coming on, we would go at, do it at his house to sleep over. And that particular one, you had my cousin Adam, me, my cousin Jim, and my cousin Chris. We were all sitting there. And when that movie come on at night, we're, sitting, we're watching it. And what do you think? We all let out that blood curdling scream at once. My aunt come walking in there. What is wrong? Are y'all killing each other? No. It, it, it's her and her, my Aunt Robbie and my Uncle Terry had already watched it at the theater. And she went, oh, okay. Well, just keep it down. And she just walked out of the room because she knew we were going to be on the edge of our seat. Oh, well, these little fuckers ain't sleeping tonight. Yeah. <laughs> we watched that movie every night. <laughs> and we didn't want to get up and go anywhere by ourselves. Like after the movie ended, we were like, my cousin Jim's like, I gotta go to the bathroom. When do y'all walk with me? We ain't going in that dark hallway. Ain't going in that dark hallway, and I ain't gonna be alone with you. <laughs> what the hell you are? But yeah, it, it had, you know, as a for a kid. Oh, and it's one of the greatest damn scenes ever. The dude when they doing the paddles. Yeah. Oh man, that's like oh, that was gonna get. Yeah, that was a scene that stuck with me. Yeah. Yeah, that was one that you sitting there going, yeah, this movie is just completely. Mm-hmm. The screaming blood. Yeah, all, I mean, I, like I said, that, I can literally remember the next day on the basketball court, me talking to my the neighborhood kids who else said, did you see that movie, The Thing? Oh, my God. That damn thing. Yep. That was the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. That was horrible. I'm sitting there still like, it was supposed to be a carrot, a space carrot. Yeah, because in the original movie, it was really just kind of Frankenstein looking, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was James Arnest, uh, the guy that played uh, Marshall Dillon in mm-hmm. Gunsmoke. Yeah, well, in... well, probably the tallest actor they could find at the time. Yeah. yeah. You know, six something. He was a good sized dude, but yeah, he, he looked kind of like Frankenstein and he had like uh, rose thorns on his knuckles. You know, he was hell on a dog. You could rip a. They. Like, he ripped off the dogs when he killed them and ripped off one of his hands. And the scientist type takes that. You end up finding out that it drank blood. So, you know, that's why that's why that version of the thing killed people is it was drinking them. Mm-hmm. And, and it would make them reproduce because you find out the scientist in typical 50s scientist form basically goes, hmm, some kind of damn alien monster. I think I'll grow more of them. Yeah. So he had like a 
he had like a little garden he was starting that he got from the hand. He's trying to grow, grow more of them. And they burn all that crap. And they basically, when it's all said and done, they they uh, wire up a hallway and electrify it and get him to come. They make it where he has to come through this one hallway and they basically burn him to a cinder. Mm-hmm. And that's the end of it. Yeah, this, that new version was like, sweet Jesus, what the hell? What kind of damn microscopic nightmare is this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm 48. I still don't know what the hell that thing is. You're not supposed to. Hey, it's just like, well, what the hell is it doing? Is it eating people? Is is it a microorganism? Well, that was basically yeah, it. Every, every every individual little piece of it was kind of its own organism. It was like it was a colony yeah. organism. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, it is, you know, when the when they do the paddles and then that exposes the mouth, which bites the dude's hands off, which infects that. Because anybody that, like, it bit... It would infect them too. Yeah. So it was like Jesus. And then when they try and burn the body that had the mouth, that had grown another critter out of out of the hole, then its head, then that dude's head pops off, grows legs and eyes, and starts skittering out the door. Well, that's why the big thing in it was we can't let it get away from this base. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. The cold was all that had contained it for all these years. The. Uh, uh... I think it was the original Xbox, or maybe in the Xbox 360. Yeah, they, they had, had a game. They had a thing, video game. It was based on the original John Carpenter version, not the you know remake they've done there recently. I rented that and I played it, and I had it had been years since I had seen the movie, and I'm sitting there and in the first four or five minutes of the game. I'm back in that room with all my cousins, and I'm like. And you know, I'm sitting here in the in, sitting in the living room in the dark playing that game, and Jennifer comes through and flip the light switch on. I scream like a little five year old girl, and she's like, "What is wrong with you? You scared me! Don't do that." The PTSD. The PTSD. That, that, yeah, that prequel they did though, they gave it they gave it some weakness and shit like that because because it, it couldn't handle feelings. So, like, if it killed you and you had fillings and shit like that, yeah, that's what they were doing. They were going along, like, checking teeth. Open up your mouth. Let me see your teeth. You know, and all that. And I was like, eh, fuck that. That that takes some of the... Yeah, that takes some of the, the threat out of it. Because mm-hmm. what if you showed up on the thing and you had perfect teeth to begin with? Well, then they'd have then you'd have perfect teeth in your dental records. Yeah. And that was the thing, is they were, they were doing all that kind of shit, and it goes here, there, and everywhere. The only nice thing about that... If you see the dog, it ends with one of their dogs running to the camp. Yeah. And the guy's up in the plane trying to kill it and getting shot themselves. Yeah, it ends right there. So it's like, hey, it's me. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's mine. That's mine. I started to go alien. I started to go it. I went to thing. <laughs> All right, Tyler, what do you got? Well, I have the thing that I have to have because of my age, but there's also something I want to make mention of very briefly that saddens me deeply about Halloween. What's that? It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. It's not oh, going to yeah. get shown oh, yeah. on TV. It's, not on TV. it's on uh, Apple, Apple Plus. Apple Plus. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yep. In fact, all the all the Charlie Brown holiday specials are going to be on Apple Plus. Yeah. Regular TV. Yeah, company supposed. throwing their money around. It's been on TV since the 60s. And it's just like, no, no, let's just... Screw a perfectly safe tradition that hurts no one. We want this privately. Hey, 2020! Oh. Hey, let's get rid of the fucking Charlie Brown holiday special. Yeah. But no, my... It's not even my go-to, it's just when I hear Halloween, this movie pops up in my head because of Cartoon Network's absolute lust to show it every single day <laughs> during October is Scary Godmother, which is basically bully small bullied girl falls into 
a Halloween world where she has a scary godmother who's just like, oh no, you you should have a better Halloween than this. And they set up a better Halloween for her and scare the crap out of her brother and all this jazz. Oh, uh, I think I have seen that. Not the if entire you, movie, but... If you flipped a cartoon now, well, I mean, it's it's like... I recognize the really bad CGI. Yeah. Well, at the time, it wasn't the worst. That's true, that's true. It's not much worse than early seasons of Reboot, I guess. But it's just that that is is so embedded in my skeleton at this point for Halloween. It's just like, oh yeah, a scary godmother that's going to show on the TV a whole lot. Which would have been the same for Charlie Brown. It's a great pumpkin, but it ain't no more. I sense a little bitterness coming from I don't know why. Like, and this angers me so much. It's like, I've weird. seen it once. If he starts saying, get off my lawn, I'm, I'm going to be scared. Like, I've seen it, like, maybe once in completion, but I'm just like, it's Charlie fucking Brown. How do you take Charlie Brown and go, oh, no, I'm privately commercializing Charlie Brown? Yeah, that, that's yeah. some genuine bitterness right there. Yeah. Well, I ain't gonna lie, I was kind of pissed off when it yeah. went from CBS to ABC. What the fuck's it doing on ABC? That ain't right. Been <laughs> <laughs> on CBS damn near my entire life. What the hell is this bullshit? And then, you know, they would do it and add, like, shit to it. It's like, that wasn't a bullshit. Thank God I've got it on DVD. <laughs> and cassette. <laughs> it's in my goddamn mind. Down here free somewhere. You actually go to watch the great pumpkin? No! That means I can't see my Christmas dance, you bastards. I can. I have Apple Plus. I got to do iPad if you're watching. <laughs> and hope they have comments, you rotten bastards. <laughs> so it doesn't really affect you, but you're still offended by it. So other well, like, than those two... Well, what, like, what... this doesn't affect me, because I will not watch it. But, like, the Peanuts has always had a place in my heart for no good reason. I think it, mostly because it's the fir- one of the first comics I ever found out they did reruns of in the paper mm, yeah because you'd been pretty little when he passed yeah because i was like oh i really like this man i can't wait for the new ones to come out and then i like at my school i would see the, the an old newspaper i was like wait a minute that was today's comic same thing happened with Hagar the horrible but i was like wait what and then i had looked up and like he's dead no I this thing <laughs> made me real sad to go even further aside, have you seen the Peanuts movie they did a few years back? The 2015 one? Mm. I did not get to, no. Okay. If you ever get a chance to, you actually should. It's a really good mm. homage to the old stuff. I mean, it, it, it kind of weaves a bunch of it together. It's got a full story. Uh, it's longer than 25 minutes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Charlie kind of Charlie gets his moment at the end. It would actually wouldn't have been a bad conclusion if they were going to stop doing penance things. This, this would not have been a bad conclusion for it. I mean, they're not going to stop, but you know. And they did a good job of doing CGI that looked like the old animated and drawn style. Mm-hmm. I was I was surprised at how much I liked it. But yeah, it's yeah, just too much. Too... Mm-hmm. For me, it's less of like my favorite movie to watch at Halloween and just like two Halloween movies that are integral to me mm-hmm. they're deeply like deeply. i know these like well i thought i knew these were two were always going to be around you know it's like the campbell's commercial with the snowman that melts into a child in the winter hall in the winter season that commercial's old as i'll get out and it's just it keeps on airing yeah because it's just it's just a solid thing mm-hmm. hey they do exist. Yeah. That, oh yeah, that one too. Yeah, some of the Cadbury Easter commercials that they use year after year. Yeah, it's, it's just something that I found very media integral. Hmm. It's just that was a building block for Halloween. Was it's the Great Pumpkin and Cartoon Network, which is much newer, uses scary godmother as a build as a, as a foundation for their halloween schedule they must have gotten the rights to it cheap or something 
Oh, their parents well, that, it's, it's, it. Disney needs money. When you're a kid, it's not a bad movie. Uh, Scary Godmother is entertaining when you're a kid. And just as a correction, Todd, uh, Cartoon Network is Time Warner. Oh, I I thought you meant the Apple getting Charlie Brown because Charlie Brown was on ABC, which is Disney. Mm-hmm. Well, I imagine that deal was just up. Because it's some other holding company that controls all the peanut stuff. And just licenses it up. Licenses it out. But on to our next movie. And I kind of like Taylor. This is two movies. But it's two movies that go right together. And for me, that is Halloween and Halloween 2. Uh, from 1978. I mean, technically, I guess the second one was 1979. But they were filmed at the same time. Uh, taken together, I think they're probably... What was that? I said, that means this list has three John Carpenter films on it. I was just thinking about that as I was as I was going launching into this. I guess the man knows, knows his horror. Yep. I mean, with a few missteps like vampires. I like vampires, thank you very much. You like a lot of really bad movies, Danny. It's uh, a. <laughs> it's 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 kind of one of your uh, core. Uh, uh, oh crap! What am I thinking of here? Aspects of your, aspects of your character. Think how much money I have saved you by telling you about movies. Oh, you have. They like this. Yeah, I'm good. I mean, you saved me money on comic books by saying how much you like The Punisher. <laughs> I'm joking, I wouldn't have bought them regardless of your opinion. Because I just don't buy that many comic books anymore. Anyway, back to my movie. Or movies. So, of course, Halloween, oh, right. you've got the, the Michael Myers. Uh, it was one of your very, very early slasher flicks. My spouse's favorite. I think it uh, I think it basically kicked off like the 80s slasher flick craze. It did. I mean, technically, the original Psycho would also kind of count as a slasher flick. But... Uh, what what Halloween did was it kicked off the the kind of unstoppable slasher. Basically, you you kids better behave or this will happen to you. Yep. Well, no, it was it was just that it was the mass murderer that you couldn't just bust a cap in his ass. Yeah. Even though that's exactly how the first movie ended. Wow, that's nice. But uh, you know, of course, it had Jamie Lee, Jamie Lee Curtis, but. My favorite character in it as a kid, I mean, you know, other than Michael Myers, of course. You're there for the villain. But, uh, but Dr. Loomis. Yeah. For some reason, I just really liked him as a child. I guess because he didn't have the typical kind of action movie vibe to him. He reminded me of Kolchak. I didn't know who that was at the time. You know, back when I first saw it. You know, that was a show my dad would reference every now and then, or mom would reference about every now and then. That was about it. Uh, now, thinking about it now, he does harken back to some of the, like, uh, Abraham Van Helsing-type character, like, from Dracula. Yeah. You know, where he was kind of the older guy that seemed to know a little bit more. That for some reason, nobody would listen to. Nope. Yeah. But, you know... In their defense, Michael had not caused any trouble all those years he was in the asylum. Yeah, he was a creepy mofo, you know, but boy, the doctor seems freaked out about him, but, you know, he ain't done nothing in all these years. And then when he decided to do something, well, then it got bad. Shit, got bad quick. Yep, yep. But, you know, how many people listen to a psychiatrist that psychiatrist goes... This child I've been taking care of his entire life is pure evil. Yeah. Evil ain't usually the kind of term psychiatrists use. He was that, sick. He was evil. That, that should have been a hint and a half that, wait a minute, what do you mean pure evil? Like, you're going to kill us all kind of evil? Get the bigger guns. Yeah, but if you run in an asylum, you got all kinds of people that kill you kill you dead first chance they got, you know. Yeah. yeah. Now, that's, that's well, one we, where you would look at that and go, okay, I'll, the doctor's been dealing with this kid for too long. Hey, Doc, go, go, you know. Yeah, the way the room was talked, it was the doctor, it sounds like the doctor needs a doctor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Okay. I mean, honestly, that would just be a point of like, oh, why do you think he's evil? And then he pulls out the big book of weird shit that kid has said, and the fact that you know, he's had no change whatsoever in the entirety time. In the entire time, just goes, look, he's just unfixable. Don't let it. Out. In the original movie, they didn't go into all that. It was just he was, he was just there. And you got the impression that he never said a word. Yeah, that was that was the thing is, yeah, he he stopped talking. Yeah, he, he wasn't saying weird shit. Even in the novelization, he, Michael never said anything after. Once he started killing, he never said anything. Yeah, it was always told from somebody else's perspective of you know. And if that movie came out young enough, well, I was young enough, I couldn't take the music. I can still remember the damn commercial. For Halloween, because they yeah, wouldn't show you, they wouldn't, they wouldn't show you shit from the movie for real. It was the pumpkin, yeah, and the pumpkin was slowly spinning, and they were playing, they would play the theme. Carpenter wrote that too, yeah. They were playing the theme as the pumpkin would spin around, and you could hear clips from the movie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that little kid, yeah, that shit would come on. I'm up under mama. Hey, you want me to do something? Damn, Halloween. <laughs> Maybe. But one thing I really liked about it, when you, when you take the two of them together, was that it told you the complete story. Yeah. yeah. And as a kid, I did not usually like my heroes dying. It's one of the things I didn't like about them, which is a giant ant movie for anybody not familiar with it. Really good movie for its time period. Really want a remake of that that they just will not do. Mm-hmm. But I, even as a kid, I liked how Loomis went out. That just struck me as, you know, just kind of, you know, I wouldn't have used the term badass at the time. But, you know, you're an old, quasi-out-of-shape dude, you know, versus this unkillable, unstoppable killing machine. He sacrificed himself. And it's like you just kind of shrug your shoulders and go, well, this is just how I'm going out. Turn on all the, you know, turn on all the, all the oxygen valves at the hospital. You know, get the girl out. You know, I just thought that I just thought that end scene was great. And just like, you know, once Season of Witch came out, they brought all that back. They brought Loomis back. He just had a burned arm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can remember seeing that and going, yeah, I'm not buying this. Uh, I, can't re- I can't remember how good or bad 3 was just in and of itself. But I know they just quickly went into the crapper after that. Three in and of itself is not the best movie in the world, but, you know, it's no worse than one and two. You know, it's dated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, it's fairly horrific with the whole Silver Shamrock Company and, hell, you, you put the mask on. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was skipping over that. I meant, I meant the one they brought Loomis back. Oh, uh, Return of Michael Myers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eh, it's, well, the thing is, by the time they brought Michael, where the first two started a genre, by the time they brought Michael back, yeah, you had Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, you know, you, you'd gone into slash of territory. I think by that point, they brought Texas, Texas Chainsaw. Chainsaw back. Uh, hell, even Psycho. Yeah, they'd redone Psycho. They had, no, they didn't redo it. You just start having sequels. You had Psycho Two, where yeah, Norman yeah, gets yeah. out of the out of the nut house, and you think he's killing people, and it's somebody trying to frame him, and then it ends. You know, the slasher flicks of the '80s had started. Odd, odd bit of trivia: Psycho Two was actually a novel entitled Psycho Two. Oh, was it? Yep. The woman, I think it was a woman that wrote it. I might, be, I might be mistaken there. But yeah, the the author literally, you know, the company, the movie company was like, "Yeah, to write another book." Eh, all right, fine, whatever. Psycho two, because it's you know pretty pretty rare that books get titled like that. But yeah, the point was that by the time Michael came back, yeah, the theaters were loaded with that shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, but by the time the vanilla got put back on the shelves. There was enough of everything else that people picked their favorite flavor instead. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And all the flicks suffered as they got more, you know, all the series suffered as they got more and more uh, installments. Well, I, 
Well, that, with, with the exception of Friday 13th Nightmare on Elm Street, the story was over. You know, the, the original Nightmare, yeah, it ends, basically. You know, they ain't stopped Freddy for shit. Yeah. You know, it ends with uh, Heather Living Camp, well, Nancy, in a dream. So, and it's and he snatches her mother through the door. Yeah, you know, Freddy's shit wasn't over. Two was eh. It got better with Dream Warriors and Dream Child and that stuff because you got something that could kind of fight him. Mm-hmm. Made it a little interesting, which, you know, Friday the 13th, my favorite one of those is the new blood where he was dealing with the telekinetic. Yeah, yeah. And the rest of them, they can keep. One, the new blood is the one that the hell I actually went to go see that one in the theater. And we were sitting there like, yeah, that that one's nice because, you know, rarely do you see a zombified mass murderer with a what-the-fuck look on his face. Bet you can make out through the hockey mask. No, it's when it snaps the hockey mask off. Because oh, she grabs it and it's pressing him and the hockey mask splits in half and the skeletal face under there is like... <gasps> like, you know, you a bad motherfucker when the undead killer basically goes, what the fuck are you? Damn unnatural son of a bitch. But you you talking about how the genre suffered because, you know, by then everybody had 27 different flavors and they kind of ran things in the ground. If yeah. you look back at the old black and white horror movies where you know, you had the vampire, the werewolf, the creature from the lagoon, all that, by the time you get four or five down the row in them, you'd had a you know, Dracula versus so-and-so, so-and-so versus such-and-such. And And they, after they all had their own little one-shot movie, they started crossing them over and, you know... Yeah, Universal did a lot of that. What was the Dark Universe before they, you know, called it the Dark Universe? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hey, we're going to put all these movies in the same universe. They always were, dude. Yeah. Yep. Which is why you had all those characters pop up in like Monster Squad and stuff. It was you know yeah. just easy to do. Yeah, which which was a a great movie because you sit there, Wolfman's got nards, you know, <laughs> and dude slaps the pizza on Dracula's face, got got garlic on it. Yeah, when I was when I was young, my Halloween go to movie was always uh, Abbott and Costello be Frankenstein, and the only reason I liked that is because it had Dracula, the Wolfman, and Frankenstein. Yeah. I remember seeing that as a kid with my dad because dad is a huge Abbott and Costello fan. So anytime they were on, dad had them on watching it. And I sat down and watched that with him. And Costello, you know, <laughs> you know how he started doing it when he got yeah. so scared he couldn't talk. My dad would just roll laughing. My mother was a big Abbott and Costello fan. And, and I liked him as a kid, but I was always bigger of the Three Stooges. Yeah, as far as, as yeah, as far as comedy went, yeah, it was it was three stooges for me. Like I said, that was just one that when I was little, if they would play that every Halloween and that would be the one I watched, but it wasn't by Albert Costello because it had three monsters, the same the three big monsters mm-hmm, in it. Mm-hmm. And I also like, you know, the fact that, you know, you actually had Frankenstein was kind of neutral, though Dracula was trying to use him. Dracula was the obvious bad guy. Hell, by the end of it, the Wolfman ended up the good guy because he's the one that was fighting Dracula. And, you know, it kind of ended neat because Dracula tried to escape him by turning into a bat flying out the window, and the Wolfman dives out the window grabbing him. And it's like, oh, that's that's good and messed up. (laughs) Yep. That's back in the Wolfman days when you looked like you worked in a garage. (laughs) Yeah, you know, they still have trouble doing a werewolf fix sometimes these days, so. That's before that howling shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The howling and an American werewolf in in, uh, London. Yeah. My mom couldn't take the howling. We watched the howling. She was like, she, she, well, she didn't like the fixing werewolf in London either. She didn't like, you remember when they start doing the thing where the skin would bubble? Yeah, and the chain bones would break, everything. She couldn't take that. She was like, I don't know how they doing that, but I don't like it. I, I can remember. Now imagine if she saw the transformation in Wolf Cop. Huh? 
I said, now just imagine if she had seen the transformation in Wolf Cop. I seen the transformation in Wolf Cop. Wolf Cop's actually uh, decent as far as effects. But uh, I can remember when The Howling came out and it was going to be on the um, one of the movie channels. I was spending the night at uh, my cousin's house. Well, my aunt had wanted to see it, but they didn't get a chance to go to the theater. So she said, I'm going to sit and watch it with y'all. And that first scene where you see the, the bones start breaking in the person's hand and the change, my aunt was like, nope, I'm done. And she got up and went to bed. She couldn't handle that grossed her out. Mm-hmm. Me and my cousin sat there like, ooh. Yeah, how, the howling for its day was, you sat there like, yeah, that's some, yeah, that's, yeah, that's shit. That, that's thing. There. Yeah. That was one. They should have stopped. The sequels, garbage. Every damn one of them. Garbage. But that first one, that one was good. American Werewolf in London, I wasn't crazy about just because I like my werewolves as wolf men, not not just big wolves. Yeah. That was the only pro- yeah. that was the only problem I had with that one as a kid. The the problem I had with uh, Werewolf in London is how he would see the you know the the dead the, dead, the people he killed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now if they had just been yeah, he has seen them as as just ghosts, but how they interacted with stuff, I didn't like that. Yeah. Well, it had it had humor worked into it, despite being yep. a really dark story. Yeah, that ends kind of tragic, you know. Well, to get it aired in uh, some of the European countries, they had to have that humor because, like a lot of our slasher flicks, when they came out here in the states, they wouldn't air them overseas because it violated certain standards. Over and that was John Landis. John Landis did horrorities. He yeah. was the one that did Vampire in Brooklyn. Yeah. They yeah. would be horror movies, but they'd have a funny little core to them. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't go. He's also the person that directed Michael Jackson's Thriller. Yeah. yeah. You know, he 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 didn't go just purely a hardcore. But, you know, I, I can remember in the 80s when you had the whole slasher thing, there were certain countries that, yeah. yeah. They had well, some spots in Europe family. where where we were really picky over here about, like, nudity. You had a lot of the European countries that, yeah, nudity, whatever. But they'd be very particular about the level of violence and stuff. Yeah, but it was a horrific violence. Yeah, the horrific violence. That's like some of your your authors that have chains of books. If they write, you know, just pure horror, they don't hardly sell anything over in Europe. Over here, they sell gangbusters. Over here, you got a book that has half sex in it. Yeah, it sells fine in Europe. But But over here, that sells fine over here too. So you know, I don't know. Well, yeah. And if you're talking about horrific werewolf changes, the worst one I've ever seen is a uh, it's a show you can see on Netflix called Wayward Pines. The wolf that he turns into it's, it's it's a dire wolf. It's a big old wolf. But the fact is, when they change, they explode out of their human body, and then the wolf eats the the body pieces there. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, that's that, a, that's that, a nice sick little twist. Yeah, that was one. And me and John were watching that. Was like. Oh my god! I can take the change. It's rough, but I can take it. But the fact that it stops and eats the pieces—that, that—that's—that's. That's, Waste not, that's, want not. That's some gross shit there. Yeah, yeah. Well, you yeah. That, that, that's just them establishing this is this is not a Twilight werewolf. You do not want you. Know, you don't want yeah, anything to do yeah. with this thing. Well, you know. Uh, yeah, you kind of get the impression that they looked at that and said, yeah, we're going to make sure this ain't a Twilight werewolf. Almost like uh, when the girl at Books a Million got me to read The Strain. Ah, yes. like, Do you like Twilight? Hell no. Then you'll love this because these motherfuckers don't sparkle at all. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's probably... We're 45 minutes in. I think it's time for us to wrap. Uh, anybody got any, I guess, honorable mention sort of things? The mummy. Yeah, I got a couple. Which mummy? Huh? Brendan Fraser, the mummy. That's not a horror flick. It's a it's a good flick, but it ain't a horror flick. It's an action comedy. Horror and horror, the mummy and the mummy too. I would I would still count them as horror because hmm. there is a nigh unkillable creature chasing them the entire time. And it's a remake of the mummy. So yeah, it is. I mean, it is a remake. Well, but yeah, the original mummy was was for sure a horror movie in kind of the classic sense. Brendan Fraser was more like Indiana Jones, you know, if he ran into mo- more monsters. Bullets. But anyway, Todd, you said you had a couple? Yeah. Uh, 
the It films, one and two, chapter one, chapter two, and the one movie that actually scared the living hell out of me as an adult, and Paranormal Activity, the first one. Mm-hmm. The first Paranormal Activity yeah. bothered the fuck out of me. I, thanks to my wife, Jennifer, we have watched all the Paranormal movies as they've come out. They get, you know, progressively more and more fucked up, and you're like, if you knew that this item was cursed, or you knew this person had this and this didn't work, why do you keep going around them? I'm sitting there talking to the screen, and she's just sitting over there going, I like this. What was wrong with you? Yeah, mm-hmm. you you missed out, because it was me, Jason, Patrick, was it John? Let me go see the first one. I don't remember. I know it was the three of us, because we were all standing around in the parking lot. <laughs> But I know I was fairly new to my house at the time. Yeah. That was when I was watching Thirds, because that was, I'd gone on kind of like a horror movie run. Because I'd watched The Ring. The Ring had kind of bothered me, but the trick is, I was like, well, hell, I work third shift. Some be up all night, so any damn horror movie I watch, I ain't got to worry about sleeping, because I sleep during the day. And I was great until I watched that damn thing, and then I start worrying about what the fuck was going on in my house when I was sleeping. Yep. <laughs> that was the part of that about that that bothered me was like I don't know what the fuck is going on in this house no matter when I'm asleep that's just, some bull you could have just gotten <laughs> cameras set up around the house you know uh, uh, my supervisor at the time was like cause I, I would watch the ghost shows and stuff and he was like you ever think about doing that and I was like no because if I hear any damn thing other than me it can have the house I'm out mm-hmm Plain and simple. We we had watched the first Paranormal Activity movie, and then, you know, we go to bed. I'm laying there in bed. I'm like, fuck, I got to lay here and go to sleep. Now. And we had, we still have two dogs, but at the time, we had a Lab Shepherd mix named Bronson. And he would sleep, he would go to sleep on either the love seat or the couch, and then at some point in the night, he would get up and come into our bedroom, and either jump on our bed or lay on the dog bed that we had in the bedroom. And we're laying there, and I, I'm, I'm, you know, in that twilight, not asleep, not awake, because my brain is going, there's danger here, Will Robinson. And then all of a sudden, I hear this. And I'm like, ah! And Bronson's standing on my side of the bed with his face at me going, hey, Daddy, are you okay? And I'm like, that gave me a heart attack. You know. That was the movie that made me grateful I was single. Because <laughs> the bitch is the one that gets hell, yeah. fucking possessed. That's, I, hell, that scene where she throws him at the camera. Yep. I'm sitting there going, oh, I'm nervous because I'm asleep, but the nice thing is ain't nobody in this motherfucker with me because I've been looking like I'm trusting If you get up to piss, we got a problem. <laughs> I'm going to give that dude points, though. He didn't do what I'd have done and left my ass. Oh, no, it's not the house that's haunted. It's me. Oh, really? Well, I, right, I'm, going, I'm going to McDonald's. I'd be like, I'll be outside in a minute. I've been like a haunted house. Yeah, <laughs> I'd have been about that much. I, I can't I guess leave. My, I got a mortgage. <laughs> yep. I guess my what honor- part of the house is haunted? Don't you understand? For for me, my honorable mention is going to be the uh, Romero movies, the zombie stuff. Mm-hmm. You can't. Oh, have- how did you beat Jason out to zombie movies? Shame. Night, dawn, day. Of the deads, respectively. Yeah. Heck, all the Romero stuff. Like I did like the Amish guy in Diary of the Dead. Yeah. Which was the one that they did that had the was it Diary of the Dead? Yeah, Diary of the Dead. I like that one. The one, the one that was shaky cam. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't like that one. I didn't like uh, the one that had the city. There was a couple of uh, land, a couple of the land of the Dead, yeah. yeah. There was a couple of kills in that one. I thought were just complete. Because bullshit. Land of the Dead Road to Fiddler's Green was a great game that shouldn't have been great. Yes, yes, that was another movie that, that they did a game off of that was great. That had no reason to be that good. Somebody put a lot more love into that game than than the movie deserved. Huh? You played as a dumb redneck. And he was just the best. <laughs> yeah. You, you could kill him with hammers, pitchforks, wooden you could learn a You could learn a kung fu fist and punch them to the damn moon. 
It was a great game. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I wonder if it's on Steam. If you go and if you go and I have the CDs. If you need me to find them. My favorite exactly is Zack Snyder's remake of Dawn. Yeah. I did not like. I am not the biggest fan of zombie movies just because zombie movies they the zombies don't tend to be the problem throughout. It's yeah. usually zombies at the beginning, really really fucked up people, and then at the end something goes wrong where they go, oh yeah, zombies out there. Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead, and I am a, I am not a Snyder fan of his Justice League and stuff like that. But my favorite movie is is Dawn of the Dead because zombies were the problem at the beginning. Zombies were the fucking problem in the middle. Zombies were the problem at the end. He also was the one that, that gave you the fast, truly undead ones. Because yeah. 28 days later, they were just infected people. Them mother- these motherfuckers yeah. were dead. Not that he invented that. Uh, Return of the Living Dead gave you fast zombies, too. Return of the Living Dead gave you zombies that were not completely shambling, but they wouldn't quite hauling ass. When they rushed off. when they rushed out at those cops, they rushed out yeah, at those cops. Like I said, they were fast, but they wasn't hauling ass. They were not keeping up with cars. Yeah. Now, there's a uh, sequel to that one with Ving Rhames in it where he played, you know, how in the movie he mentions, I've got a Different director, that- different company. They just went and got the name of what the next movie yeah. should have been. Yeah, yeah. But it, it, he comes back and he plays the brother at that location they're talking about in the movie. That one was pretty good. Oh, I've heard that one was actually horrible, Danny. You're playing into your stereotype. Just I've like, seen that one. It is horrible. It, it's horrible, but it's actually it's a good right. one. It's, all right, all right. One. We're, we're, about, we're about to take another 30-minute road trip. All right, yeah, you're right. All right, so we're wrapping up here. Uh, if we didn't talk about your favorite horror movie or you've got one you want to mention, by all means, leave it in the comments below. Uh, email us about it at uh, thenerdeternal.com. That's the that's the web address. The Nerd Eternal at gmail.com. That's our email address. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at the Nerd Eternal. Uh, Twitter at the Nerd Eternal. Uh, that's really all the places you can find us. Actually, there are like five or six more, but yeah. But, you, but no, no, you haven't told me what they are. Some of them, and yeah, we don't actually do but, anything on. Happy Halloween. But you want to bring hope them up every time. I don't know. So yeah, hope, hope everybody has a happy Halloween. Uh, and I guess we'll see you next week. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure we'll see you next week.